Hello, this is Chris O'Regan, and you're listening to The Sausage Factory. episode 473 of The Sausage Factory. In this episode, I interview Hans Jacobs and Gianluca Sorrento of Bolt Blaster Games and ask them about the design and development of their VR arcade shooter game, Gazzlers. Gazzlers is a atypical VR game in that you are really ensconced within a pure 2D shooter in VR. And it presents itself in such a way that it sort of detracts from that. It sounds like a terrible idea, but in the execution and the design and delivery, it undermines all of those preconceived ideas of being a bad idea. Because everything you know about shooters is kind of wedged into this very different environment, but then exploits it. And we talk about this a lot in this show. On this episode that's actually generally we talk about this kind of thing when we trying to merge something else into another place or another environment it's not used to being in and that gives birth to invention and innovation which is something we should be celebrating something that's often called for in the land of video games it's one of the things we champion here at the sausage factory so without further ado let's listen to me from a relatively recent past Talk to Jakob and Januka about the creation of Gazzlers. Chris, take it away. Hello, Januka and Hans. Hi. Hello. Hello. 
Could you tell us who you are, what you do? Sure. Um, so, hi, I'm uh, Gianluca. I'm one of the artists at Ball Blaster Games. Um, and we've recently released our first game called Gazzlers. As I said, I do like some of the art and animation. We're with two artists, so we work very well together. And yet we're also a very small team. So, I mean, there's a lot of mixing. We, ha we have a lot of different stuff we like to do. We like to combine our, our efforts and stuff. So, I mean, saying I'm an artist, that's that sums it up, I think, best probably <laughs> but there's a lot of other stuff as well which you know i mean it's, it's it's game development so there's always all the nooks and crannies you have to take into account so yeah yeah and i'm, I'm hans i'm uh, one of the programmers we are three programmers so yeah we're a small team and then obviously of course you have to wear many hats like there's there's marketing and localization and, and business development and stuff like that so so everybody does more than one thing yeah Of course, of course. So next question, again, we'll still bounce between you. Some of these questions you can answer as, as a collective or some of them are very personal, but uh, or personal to you. So the next one is definitely personal, I think, is how did you make a start making video games? Well, I I've always been like very much into visual arts and stuff. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big comic book nerd as well. I think that's kind of where it started for me, like drawing superheroes, reading comic books, watching cartoons, stuff like that. It made me go into like arts, which quickly evolved into game design because like playing video games, learning from video games, watching video games was also a very big passion of mine. And it was a great combination with the stuff I was already doing, which was like drawing, making art and stuff. And where we're from, we're, we're from Belgium, by the way, there's a kind of like a game design school that's pretty close to where I to where I live so I basically went there and that's where I learned so much about about game design game development met a lot of cool people some of them are also in our studio so four of six of us are actually from that school that's very cool and I think that's yeah that's kind of the story it's not it's not that special I think but yeah it's it's, it's very fun to to work with your with your some some of them are longtime friends that I learned all this stuff with so yeah that's very cool yeah and for me it's a actually kind of a different story well obviously I've, i've played games as long as i can remember probably but um i didn't study it because i i i didn't i didn't even think about like who makes these games you're like oh they're probably like they just like appear at one point in games i and so i i studied uh, industrial engineering with a focus in uh internet computing uh so which is like like non-game non-gaming uh like software development but for then for my thesis there was something that could be done for like gamification of medical treatments um and that was like my first contact with unity as a game development engine and yeah then i was like oh i can maybe do stuff like this but then still i fought my way in uh in Unity in my spare time. And I, I developed uh, software in non-gaming development companies for about eight years. And then about one and a half or two years ago, I thought like, why not try to uh, apply and, and, and started with Bold Blaster Games and yeah, released Gazlers now. You have indeed. What, what, a, what a game. I'm so looking forward to chatting about this, Gazlers. But we've got to hold off as regular listeners know because we've got some more questions And here's the dreaded third question. It is known as that because you can answer this 
collectively as uh, as as you say as bolt blaster games, or you can actually answer it individually. But the question is this: as creators, what do you believe are your biggest influences? You want to go first? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. It's it's kind of a hard one. It's um, uh, I think I would describe myself as as not really being into like one genre. I mean, I, I, I own all the platforms. I try to make all the use of, of Xbox Game Pass and PlayStation Plus by just like trying a lot of games. And so obviously that, but um, I also like listen to a lot of podcasts and, and look at GDC talks like um, like creators like uh, Mike Bithell and Jonathan Blow. Um, I think things like that. I, I recently played Cocoon. Um, with uh, from from Jeppe Carlson, who also made like Limbo and Inside and things like that. So, yeah, I, I really look at a lot of the time at like smaller but really designed experiences, and and yeah, that's really cool and lots to learn from it. Um, for 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 me, it's uh, a big one. Is probably Team Fortress Two. It's a game I put many hours into when I was a kid. I've always, as I said, like superhero stuff has always been a big influence for me as well. So like the, the crazy visuals and the cool action and then the, the, the funny side of it as well. Like everything coming together in a really cool, coherent visual style. That's, that's something that's very appealing to me. That's something I try to make happen as well. It puts my brain at ease when there's a very like clean design and everything works together very well. So that's kind of what I look for in games when i when i play them but also what i try to do at the office other games like probably like the 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 older rayman games are also a, a big one for me also again like the the funny characters and, and and the cool visuals and the and the action and stuff that's it's always very very i i hold it close to my heart yeah definitely standing on the shoulders of giants aren't we all really <laughs> that's that's a wonderful way of actually looking at it the next question, and this one's going to be an individual one, I suspect, but here it is. What video game developer do you admire most and why? I mean, I, when I first got into games, I mean, like most of us, it's it's probably been the big games and like the AAA games and, and all this stuff. It, it grew to like, you know, like Rockstar, Insomniac, all, all the big ones. Uh, but like the last five to six years, I've really been more invested in like playing the smaller games and 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 being invested in the smaller studios partly maybe because i don't have time to play all the big games that you have to put like 100 200 hours in these days <laughs> but i mean like studios like team cherry with hollow knight is, is obviously a, a given one for me because it's it's a very small team that can put out something really amazing um but also one i've been following recently um is a studio called agro crab which is working on uh Another Grab's Treasure. Uh, and what I really like about them is that they're actually still working on their first game, which is yet to come out. And they've already built this huge following uh, on their socials, which is really admirable because we've dipped our toes into marketing as well. Um, and it's hard. It's probably for me the, the hardest part about this business is trying to sell your game and trying to make people look at your game. Um, but it's it's really inspiring to see a studio like that take on that that task so so uh, gracefully <laughs> and for me it's a it's a very hard question because and there's kind of like a, a running joke in the office that when we go to like 
PDC or Tokyo Game Show that I, I look around and I see, oh, that's that's him and that's him and it's the fan girl. <laughs> yeah, like, like I, I I listen to a lot of like GDC talks and things like that, and I get like starstruck really quickly. Um, and and in the past couple a couple of months or, or year and a half, I've like I've meted. I've met people that I'm, I, I really look up to. And, and um, for example, like Shua Yoshida, and he visited our booth and, and we talked to, with him about Gasler's. Like you have, you have the design part, like, okay, this guy, this is someone I really look up to on the design side. But for me, Mike Biffle, who made like Thomas Was Alone and Volume, John Wick Hex and things like that, I followed all, already for a very long time. And um, he has like the Play, Watch, Listen podcast. But even before that, you had like the, Pistol Games podcast, which I already listened to from uh, the point that I was not not even close to the uh, the game industry, and he was all, all always like sharing his knowledge, also talking about like the hard things, like uh, being against crunch and um, like like treat your employees right, uh, get a lawyer, and things like that. So the way he makes really cool games, but also is like really knowledgeable, really like I made a game jam that made made me think about it. So I, I tweeted it at him and he liked it and so stupid stuff like that. But he's, he, he really seemed like a, a good game designer, but also like a genuinely really good person. So yeah, definitely him. Well, it's the Bissell. He's been on the show. So yeah. yes, he's a, he's a, he doesn't hold back his opinions. Uh, yes. And they're usually very wise and sound. He does know what he's doing. Yeah. And even after all these years, he's been over 10 years now. But Thomas was alone. Is still celebrated as one of the greatest action adventure games made, despite the fact that he called the jerk character Chris. I don't know why he did that. If you just play Thomas was alone, you won't like Chris. He's not a he's not a nice little block. Little orange little sod. Anyway, that aside, next and final question of the first half: What are you playing right now? You might want to go first. Okay, um, right now, actually, I'm playing uh, Spider-Man 2, as a lot of people are at the moment. Uh, as I said, I'm a big superhero fan, and Spider-Man is on top of that list. Uh, so seeing Insomniac make these incredible games, like the number one PlayStation game, that's it's just insane. Um, so I I mean, I, I bought a PlayStation 5 <laughs> for this. <laughs> so uh, And so far, it's been worth it, and I haven't even played that many hours. But before that, I was... Um, I'm still playing like a, a smaller game called Have a Nice Death, um, which is like a 2D platformer roguelike game uh, with some of the artists from older uh, Rayman games. So it's it's got a similar vibe. Um, very cool. Yeah. Yeah, for me, like having all the the platforms and the the Xbox Game Pass and things like that, I'm working my way through. This is, is an incredible year. I'm still working on Baldur's Gate 3 and Starfield, Lies of P. And now I've also started Spider-Man 2. Um, Super Mario Wonder has arrived today, so I'm, I'm also mm-hmm. really excited. And then an, end of this month, Juzon is also coming to Xbox Game Pass. So, yeah, I have my work uh, cut out for me. 2023 will go down history as one of the better years. Just up there with, I'm going to throw some years at it, you may disagree. 1998, 2010, these are kind of big hitters. If you look at those years and when things arrived, mm-hmm. 98, by the way, is Baldur's Gate 2 and stuff. And, uh, okay, yeah. And, yeah, but um, if you 
you look at what we already got, like like Hi-Fi yeah. Rush and Cocoon, and now we also have Alan Wake 2 and yeah, Tears insane. of the Kingdom, and oh, it's insane. It's yeah. also different now because my, I used to play games all my life, but now we have, like, we're, we're a small team and we're all very passionate game developers, but also just gamers. Uh, so we, we have to take our time to, like, like every day we, like, hype for for like half an hour in total yeah. maybe for some for some upcoming games and we we watch them on like the socials and we watch some trailers and stuff so we probably so cool kind stuff. of enable each other a little bit like <laughs> create fomo uh, yeah yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I mean right now we're kind of i, I was okay with waiting for spider-man 2 but the fact that he was gonna play it before me <laughs> was a big incentive for me to buy the playstation <laughs> it's, it's always nice to play games at the same time time and certainly like in the yeah, studio yeah. talk about like i really like this design choice and things like that yeah exactly well we could go on and on about a remarkable year that 2023 has been but this is very much an evergreen show so anyone in the future is listening to this hi i wonder what 2027 is like anyway uh, <laughs> let's move on to the second half of the show but we're going to be delving deep into gadgets. First question is a request. Can you tell us, in your own words, and wish you the very best of luck, what is Gazlers? Gazlers is a, a VR cartoony shooter game with like some roguelite elements sprinkled on top, um, in which you essentially like fight the Gazlers. Um, that's why the game is called Gazlers. <laughs> um, but the, the Gazlers are, are these crazy red cartoony characters like reminiscent of the the raving rabbits or the minions like very stupid funny cartoony characters and they drive around in all kinds of crazy vehicles we actually like when we would describe gazlers in the beginning we always said it's like mad max meets raving rabbits that's that's kind of the vibe um you're just shooting all these vehicles um but you said it yourself already it's it's a very straightforward arcadey uh, game you fight wave after wave uh, and you get upgrades so you buy or, or you you uh, equip new items every time and you build your own gun essentially 
and as I also said, it's a roguelite, so everyone is every run is a bit different. You can build like a rapid fire shotgun or a, uh, something that shoots fireballs, but you have to shake for it to do more damage. So it's 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 also very exclusively a VR game. It's uh, it can get pretty physical. It can get pretty challenging, um, but that's kind of part of the fun. Yeah, so the gazers are shooting at you and you can use your shields, uh, which, but you cannot use it too much. But also, you can also like physically dodge the bullets or you can do uh, like a no shield run or th- something like that. But we've already heard like people saying, yeah, it's a real workout, it's leg day and things like that. So it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Fantastic description. And you're on the back of a, a train pulling away on the back, sort of trailing part of this sort of train as you're moving along. Yeah. And they're just trying to blow you up for reasons best known to themselves. Probably just for a bit of fun. I think it's that. And uh, it's a very target-rich environment, as uh, as they say. But yes, it is an unapologetic arcade game in VR. It's not that common because most VR games don't go this way. They try to shy away from it, which is odd because, you know, why not? And for me, it feels like a shmup. It really does. It's you're constantly moving in one direction and you are then shooting targets just like in a shmup, just like in you know, in all sorts of uh, left and righty up and down. Ikaruga, in fact, it reminded me a lot of Ikaruga, especially the shield, you know, bullet hell, bullet dodging. It's all there. It's all there. The big difference, though, being is you're in VR. So mm-hmm. that's that's for me. Just imagine your favourite shmup only happens to be you're in it rather than you directing something remotely on a flat screen, whether it be, you know, horizontal or up and down. It's, you know, what have you. And it's my favourite genre. When I first played Gazzlers, it just definitely felt one of the most gamer games I've ever played in a long time. <laughs> it's a good just, description. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's just plain fun. It's yeah. just simple fun. Yeah. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Absolutely yeah. nothing. You don't have to have existential crises in every video game you played. Come on. <laughs> it's getting as bad as Mario's doing it now. Anyway, let's move on to the first design question. With Gazzlers, it requires the player to have their attention focused on what is going on around them. In other words, externally from their platform. But their platform has two things on it. The ammo cases and your health, right in the middle. And there's also sometimes, not always, depends, I'll go into details, but there's also a health pack, which you can use only once, or maybe more of them come up. I'm not going to go into that. But anyway, there's a health thing that you can use a number of times between one and more. Depends. But they also have the ammo, which is infinite, but you keep on having to reload. Thankfully, it's not as bad as Half-Life Alex because that would be really terrifying. So it's just you slam it into the gun very quickly. You just reach down and you grab it. It's wonderfully tactile because, of course, it is. It's a VR game. But one of the things I notice is it's very difficult to keep track of your health. Unless you deliberately look down and see, oh, what am I down to? Oh, you don't really know. But what's wonderful, we haven't mentioned this, is the audio is amazing in Gatsler's. It's one of the funniest tracks I've heard in my life. It's really sarcastic, dry humour throughout, matching the desert you're you're sort of like trundling along. And you get this commentary from this fellow. I won't name them, but you'll find out who he is. He's got issues with you and everyone. He's very sarcastic. He's, you know, he's basically 
not given up, but he's, you know, very sardonic is the word I can think of. And I just want to ask, is it because, because he does a really good job of giving you advice as you're playing, like, you okay, bud? You all right? And when he says that, you know that you're probably low on health. <laughs> He's like, are you okay? And when you have you failed to do. So I want to ask, is that how that come about with knowing that it's difficult for the player to know where their, their health is and where everything is because of what's going on around them? And just basically threw in that extra bone to them and go, okay, I get it. How else can we help them? How can you help the player know their condition? Yeah, I think... Um, to be honest, it's something we, at, at, at a certain point, even like struggled with. Like people saying, "Okay, I don't know how much health I have," but like the 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 solution cannot be. It's like frowned upon to to attach the UI to the headset itself that it moves with you. Um, but also, you cannot put it like really high because then it's in front of all the gathers and things like that. So we we found kind of a point where to put it. But then also, yeah, the the, the voice acting is really. Yeah, we, we're really a, a big fan of the voice acting, and also then, yeah, the kind of things he says, like reload and and you're okay and and uh, health mm-hmm. stuff and things like that. But then also we looked into like there's a kind of a, a heartbeat in the controllers, haptic wise, and there's like spikes when you get hit. There's yeah, there's, also, there's yeah. lots of different elements because the sound is extremely important because when you're looking around, you you all, especially in VR, it's so immersive. You kind of want to forget at some point that you're playing a game if you know what i mean like and if the health bar is always there but it's static in the world like it's fixed to your train so you can look at it if you want but you also need to look around a lot you need to watch the enemies you need to watch their patterns you need to dodge them you need to block them so it it was a bit tricky at times indeed to find the right balance between players can see their health they know they're low on health so we did a lot of other effects like the spikes and the, and the sound and stuff to really communicate when you're low on health and really like have the have phil say like you're you're low on health watch out and try to heal and stuff so yeah yeah and, and i think it's also like the people that helped us play test the game a bit, that was really crucial you get a lot of feedback like yeah. um like this isn't clear or i can't hear that or or and then also um, Thomas, who did the the English and Dutch voices, did a really great job. And then also like Andries, yeah, uh, he did sound designer, did it music awesome. and sound design. And yeah, we it's his, it's his first game, and we're we're like so excited. We also put like the the music on Spotify and YouTube, and and we in our, in our spare time we just put the music on because it's so good. Yeah. So shout out to them. During the development cycle, we we're always saying like. Worst case, we have an awesome soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, we're, we're very proud of the work he's done. It's awesome. Next question. With Gazlin's being unapologetically an arcade game, how have you found translating what is a shmup and a very old genre? I mean, we're talking Scramble from Defender from here to now. It's almost 40, 40 odd years over, over that. All that time, and yet here you are incorporating it into a VR environment. So what things have you had to alter and what things have you had managed to retain when making, turning it, what is a shmup, into a VR game? What have you found? What are the things you've had to latch on to? Like, yeah, with VR, it's it's very different as, to other, uh, as with other games because you're actually, you're not moving around with a controller. You're actually moving around with your body. Um, so like trying to dodge and, and trying to, 
organize this 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 bullet hell is is a bit different it was also a bit challenging at times because we want to have lots of different enemies with various like attack patterns and stuff but yeah it, it, it was it was fun to look at those games and and see what we could take from them but we also had to do a lot of stuff differently like making the the bullet shoot at your head but then this player has to be able to dodge them at the right moment so that was a, a big part of the balancing like making it too hard or, or too easy so yeah yeah and also i think of course uh, at, the, at the, the beginning we looked at like what's what's fun to do in, in vr and, and it's it's no coincidence that there's a lot of shooters because like the controller is like even shaped almost like yeah, a gun with yeah. a trigger and things like that so it's but it's also just like a really satisfying thing to do to shoot but then we thought like okay you're going to have a shield but when you engage your shield you cannot you cannot take the the ammo can so it forces you to like coordinate between them and then we just add okay we have the bullets and wouldn't it be cool if the bullets had like patterns that you could uh, follow with your with your shield and then the the, the pitch goes up uh, goes up and and it's really not a, a dancing game but it's it's kind you of can like get in a rhythm yeah yeah and you have to find like the okay and now i'm going to do a kind of like plan and then do a do a really cool move to dodge or to to uh, that's yeah. also kind of where the like the roguelite elements really complement the design because there's if you play if you've played it a lot you can see yeah, it's actually a pretty simple game but like the first time you're trying to reload it's pretty tricky the first time you're trying to block it's pretty tricky and it's always very fun to watch people like they they play it the first time they die very quickly they play it again they die a bit later but every time they they start a new run they learn something new and by the fifth run they're like casually just reloading blocking dodging doing everything at the same time and really like getting in the rhythm and that's the that's so fun to see every time like people really getting into the rhythm of the game so yeah and also if yeah if it wasn't clear like every run you gather some scrap uh, which you can then spend in the lobby to get upgrades like more damage or uh, restore health every uh, uh, teleport um, but um, we've also seen like uh, there's, there's a guy a couple of days ago and he uploaded on YouTube uh, a no skill run so oh, he didn't, yeah. didn't do any upgrade and That's he just insane. finished the game and he sent us like the footage of that so it's really cool to see what like the the diehards uh, yeah i don't can some, do. i don't understand some of these players they also their high scores are like four times the amount of what i can achieve <laughs> yeah. I, I don't get it but yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, such is the nature of video game design. I fear once it's out in the, out in the wild, it ceases to be yours, and that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, and that's why you do it. But next question: We could delve into the design of components and, and the upgrades, but you know what? I'm going to let the players and listeners discover that for themselves because I want to talk about, talk about something else and still really related to the interaction of a player with the environment they're in namely the surroundings and more importantly the enemies and the threats more importantly to the player in Gazlers is that it's very clever how you've done this you've really advertised and done everything you can to make sure the player can see opportunities by exploding barrels and floating health things and it's really you know you do give them due notice within reason but also you put a lot of effort into making sure they know where the enemies are in relation to them and maybe they should be paying attention to something else rather than what they're currently looking at, which is really clever. 
and this it seems to me this this is, there's evidence of iterative design in this aspect of Gazlers. Can you talk us through how you, how that came about? It's really just advertising or helping the player become informed enough to know what's what's threatening them and what isn't. Yeah, again, I think that's um, uh, like like iteration and play tests, and it's more you have to like inform the player with multiple senses uh, because the I think that there's like an indicator when there's a gazeller outside of your uh, uh, vision that was already in I think uh, along a pretty pretty long, early yeah, yeah yeah but then also um, like uh, sound of for example gazellers on an outpost uh, when the outpost uh, passes you by and like little hints like that, that yeah or when they're about to attack you see the like the, the the circle shrinking and you hear them screaming and stuff so um yeah this the sound is a very big part of it but it's also i think it's all the, the visual design of the enemies is also a big part of it because you have like the the weak spots for instance uh that players have to kind of discover for themselves um but that's all, that's also part of the fun because some of the things are very crucial and you need to show them like as soon as possible but other things are you you want players to find themselves and it's kind of like how do i how do i take on this specific enemy and it's, it's, it's every wave is kind of like a, a puzzle in 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 some regards so so we don't want to give everything away they the player has to look for some of those things but yeah really elegantly designed i just wanted to highlight it because it got me out a lot of trouble when i was like oh look, i'll just take on this bonus thing and start shooting away. They're like, yeah, there's this thing trying to chew your face off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should deal with that. So last question. Here we go. I want to talk about the shell-shaded cartoon-like visuals of Gazlers because it makes it very easy to discern the enemies as you encounter them. and do. They've, they've all got this black outline to them because it's this cartoon-like uh, visual is that why that style was chosen was it or was it because it's a sort of fitted with the the um, atmosphere and the ethos of gazlers or was it both uh, the art style was chosen for multiple reasons i mean as i said I, uh, there there's a huge love for cartoons in general in this team and stylized visual stylized visuals in games because they're they they tend to be very timeless uh, and at the same time be very optimized <laughs> so you can get away with a lot of like neat tricks which is essential on a vr device uh, especially since the, the the quest 2 was kind of like our our main target uh, which isn't that like tough in 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 terms of performance so there's a lot of things we had to consider there but also when we first started with this project we were looking at the vr market and we just found that there wasn't that much like Gazlers out there, we wanted to do something very accessible, very easy because the the Quest 2 was kind of booming at the moment. Military simulators, zombie games, horror games, all that kind of stuff. So we figured why not try to do the exact opposite and make something very colorful, very splashy, very funny, very kid-friendly also, but not make it only for kids. So it's yeah, it's 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 very fun. We've had like parents play it with their kids and stuff. So that's that's so fun to see. And yeah, it's it's it's. I think it, it ages well. It holds up. Like games like Borderlands, Team Fortress Two, all those cartoony games. Um, they're they're not very much a product of their time. Like realistic games, you can always kind of date them. Like this is a game from two thousand eight. This is a game from two thousand sixteen or whatever. And you can't really do that here. I think, and I I like that. Yeah, there's like 
there's no way I want to even compare ourselves or put us in the same space as uh, Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. But I always think about like, look at what they can like squeeze out of the Switch. Yeah, it's I mean, insane. and it's and it's a big part because of just the the art style. They they're not trying to do like high high poly counts and and uh, like reflections and things like that. It's it's just like a really strong art style, and they're really beautiful games on on relatively limited hardware and um i think yeah the artist did a really great job of of creating like a really stylized art that people come up to the booth for example and, and when we are all at, at conventions and they're like oh this looks really cool and then Gianluca draws like a, a gasler and we make a sticker out of it and people want the sticker and things like that so it's <laughs> yeah, that's people, really cool people love the gaslers <laughs> oh yeah yeah the style of the show that and the floating robot head it's really yeah. funny. So, Gazlers has been developed by Bolt Blaster Games. Now, I have to ask this. Where does that name come from? Not Gazlers, the name of the studio. Okay, so there, there's multiple reasons, I guess. Um, <laughs> it's it's we, we wanted something that really matched the vibe of Gazlers because, as I mean, this is our first game, but this is also the kind of stuff we want to do as a studio, like be very in-your-face, high energy like the passion is there the the energy is there the the action is there and and like bold blaster we really found like the words they 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 have a certain punch to them um and also like we actually have a weapon in the game that's called the bold blaster so that was kind of a a, a cool coincidence we were just looking around at stuff we really felt like matches the energy of of our of our team uh, and that's kind of where it came about, actually. So, And is published by uh, Odders Lab and is available on what platforms? Now it's uh, on, available on MetaQuest so 2 and there's a, an upgrade for MetaQuest 3 on PlayStation VR 2, Steam and on Pico. Excellent. Well, it's been wonderful having you both on the show, Gianluca and Hans. It's uh, been very open and honest about the creation of Gazlers. It's a fantastic game. I highly recommend everyone. Of course I do. We'll talk about it on the Sausage Factory. Hey, Now, Thanks. you're more than yeah. welcome to come back to talk about what's next is cooking in your brains, whatever it may be. But until then, thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Cheers. Well, there it is. Another episode in the can, so they say. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. And next week... We'll be talking to Jacob Hapgood and Sam Hamilton-Jones of Sumo Digital Academy to chat about Zool Redimensioned. Yes, yes, they had another crack at it. And boy, is it a very, very different and better game, I hasten to add. So do listen out for that. Some real veterans on the show next week. So until then, I'll leave you to my pre-recorded self chatting about things. You have been listening to the Sausage Factory podcast, part of the Cane and Rinse Collective. Support us for just two US dollars per month at patreon.com forward slash Cane and Rinse for early, extended, and exclusive podcasts. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, and at our website, caneandrinse.com. Ah.